This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. One of the biggest winners in the Mueller report is Jared Kushner. He was not indicted. For comment, we turn to Amy Willens. Of course, she's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation and the former Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker. She's also written for The New York Times, The L.A. Times, The Washington Post, lots more. She's best known for her work on Haiti, including the award-winning book Farewell, Fred Voodoo. Amy, welcome back. Thank you, John. There'd been a lot of speculation that Jared would be indicted, that his failure to disclose uh, Russian contacts could lead to a perjury charge, or that that Trump Tower meeting with the Russian who promised dirt on Hillary would lead to a violation of the law on campaign contributions. But it all came to naught because... uh because Mueller didn't see a way through to uh, to a conviction, I think, so he didn't indict. Even though there is no indictment of Jared Kushner in the Mueller report, we have no idea what is in the Mueller report. There could be a lot of stuff in there that can be followed through to an indictment. But since we haven't seen the report, we don't know. Could Jared still be indicted by someone other than Mueller? I do don't believe that the Mueller investigation precludes other investigations. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the Southern District is following this very, very carefully. That specific meeting uh, with um, Natalia Veselnitskaya in, in Trump Tower. Let's talk about Jared and his life, subjects of a new book, Kushner, Inc., Greed, Ambition, and Corruption, the Extraordinary Story of Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump by Vicki Ward. Jared is sort of like Ivanka and the other Trump kids in that his life has been shaped by his father's ego and ambitions. Yeah, the two of them have these very, very wealthy fathers. In both cases, the grandfather made the initial monies, Fred Trump more successfully than Charlie Kushner's dad. Then the two fathers followed through to develop real empires. And so these two kids, Jared and Ivanka, grew up in a bubble within the other bubbles in the United States. And they grew up very, very entitled and with very little sense, it seems from reading this book and from other things one has heard, of what it means to lead a real life in a real world with exigencies and demands on you. And was it always clear that both fathers intended their children to follow in their footsteps and join the family firm? Yes. It was always clear that all the kids would be involved in some way. All the Kushner kids, there are two boys and two women. <laughs> two, that is to say two men and two women. And uh, all, the, all the Trump kids, with the possible exception of the one whose mother is not Ivana uh, Tiffany but they strove to be involved, too, especially in Ivanka's case, I think, because she was the girl with two brothers. She had to push to make it clear that she wasn't just going to be daddy's little girl, but that she was going to be a force. And she did push. There are some differences between growing up with Charlie Kushner as your father and growing up with Donald Trump. Well, so far, Donald Trump has not gone to prison. And uh, Charlie Kushner did go to prison for 14 months for this Baroque scam he ran against his brother-in-law, 
to try and blackmail his brother-in-law. He hired a prostitute to seduce his brother-in-law. This is all proven in court. And then had them taped together. That is to say, videotaped, not taped together. And then um, sent this to his sister, the brother-in-law's wife, to try and blackmail them into not giving evidence in a case against the Kushner companies. And for that, he went to prison for 14 months. And how did Charlie Kushner do in prison? Well, it was a a white-collar crime kind of prison situation, so it wasn't that bad. And he made a lot of friends and apparently took the opportunity of being in this very kind of special, safe place compared to New York real estate to bond with people and to tell them his maybe not most important secrets, but some secrets, and they told him theirs. And eventually when he left prison and they left prison, he hired them. (laughs) He hired a couple of these guys and he brought them into the firm. And inside the firm, they were known as the felons. (laughs) There was the family and there were the felons. Mm. And then there were a couple of civilians too. And most incredibly of the felons, one of them, actually married a top associate in uh, the Kushner companies. So thereby, you know, wedded bliss as well as felony. And there's one other big difference between Jared's father and Ivanka's father. Aside from the prison term, Jared's father is super religious. Oh, yeah. He really is religious. He's uh, the child of two Holocaust survivors. Which he tells us about which often. Which he endlessly cites as proof positive that he can do no wrong. <laughs> but they were very religious, and he and his wife are both very religious, and they expect the children to be very religious. And Jared is observant, and therefore Ivanka had to convert in order to marry him. And what exactly do you mean when you say Jared is observant? Practically, in terms of what it takes to be in business, it's a little rough for you on Friday night because on Friday night, you unplug your phone, you can't use anything digital, you can't do any work, you're not supposed to write even. You may go to synagogue or not, you have a dinner with your family, and until Saturday, when the sun goes down, you have to continue observing that uh, obedience. Jared's father did... One other thing that Ivanka's father never did, he published an op-ed in the Washington Post defending his son. Right. Well, I guess understandably, Charlie Kushner's kind of irritated at all the aspersions that have been thrown at his company's dealings. And it's true that he left the company for 14 months while he was sojourning in America's prison system to Jared to run. And so any attack on the Kushner companies that stems from that era, he sees as an attack not just on Jared, but on the companies and on himself. So this Washington Post piece was about how they're really good businessmen. His father was a Holocaust survivor. That's practically the first line. And that Jared is a really, really good businessman. And that 666 Fifth Avenue, the vexed project really begun by Jared, did not almost bring the company down, as journalists have suggested. But, in fact, it did. Vicki Ward, only in this new book about the Kushner family, repeats all the very, very good reporting that's been done on 666 Fifth Avenue. And finally, once Jared's father-in-law was in the White House, the people who came in was a big hedge fund, and they 
uh, manage a lot of money from Qatar. And interestingly enough, during the past two years, Trump's attitude about Qatar has changed from an attack on Qatar for its human rights record to a kind of acceptance of the Qatari regime, etc., that one can't help but feel might have been influenced by a desire to get this hedge fund to save his son-in-law and thereby his daughter's family business. According to the new book, Kushner, Inc., Ivanka thinks that someday she could be president. This seems, you know, ludicrous to us. Is there a good source for this story? It's attributed to a story that Gary Cohn, the former president of Goldman Sachs, who joined the administration as uh, the top economic advisor to the White House, ostensibly told people, which is what Vicki Ward says. So Gary Cohn told people that Ivanka said she thinks someday she will be president. So let me just review. We don't have this from Ivanka. We don't have this from Gary Cohn. We have it from people that Gary Cohn told. What would you call that? A third-hand reporting or second-hand reporting? I would call it third-hand anonymous source. So to me, it, it, it falls so easily within the realm of the kinds of ideas that float through Ivanka Trump's head that I do believe that she may have said it at some point or that people assume from the high-handed way she acts and going to all these meetings in her father's stead and just showing herself as a very important influencer in the White House that she may have presidential ambitions. But Gary Cohn might have motivations in telling this story. Possibly. So Gary Cohn almost resigned over Trump's statements about the Charlottesville protesters when he seemed to, the president, seemed to condone the neo-Nazis who were present. And Gary Cohn is Jewish and felt uncomfortable with that, but he didn't quite resign. But then over something more important, which were the tariffs that Trump imposed on steel and aluminum imports, He did resign finally, along with Steve Mnuchin. So like so many of the sources in this kind of really ripping story about the Kushner companies, Gary Cohn's not a totally reliable, objective observer. But as I keep thinking to myself from my experience as a reporter, of course, mostly the people who want to talk to reporters are people with some ax to grind and you have to be the sensible person who decides what's real and what isn't real. I would say Vicki Ward does a little less of the sensible person stuff, but it makes the book a very fun read. And one of the other fun parts of Vicki Ward's book is what she has to say about what we might call the good Kushner, Jared's brother, Josh. He too has a glamorous wife. Yeah, Josh married uh, Carly Kloss, the supermodel. Apparently a very intelligent person as well as being a very successful model. She's been on the cover of Vogue how many times? 40 times, something like that. And uh, that's big. That's really big. Josh Kushner and Carly Kloss both publicly voted for Hillary against Trump, Josh's brother's father-in-law. Oh, and then they went to the Women's March and they went to the March for Our Lives, which was well, the, the March for Gun Control better gun control in this country, both of which have been, you know, not exactly Trump's forts. And how do the wives of the two Kushner brothers compare Carly Kloss and Ivanka Trump? Ivanka had a business before she became top advisor to the president of the United States, and it was a garment 
business, internationally produced clothing, fairly modestly priced. For working women. Yeah, a fashion producer for working women. And then she, as she was getting closer to the White House and then in the White House, she began to change the the model of that and brand it for like women's empowerment because she became the women's empowerment person in the White House. Whereas Carly Kloss has something called Code for Klossy. Klossy is her supermodel nickname. What she's done is she's established a, I think a 501c3 not-for-profit that teaches high school girls how to code because she became obsessed with coding. This supermodel actually went to classes to learn how to code and she loves coding. And she thought to herself, my God, there are no women in the tech world. I'm going to remedy that. And now it's a a huge phenomenon nationally, I believe. And uh, as with Ivanka, by the way, uh, Charlie Kushner, Josh's father, was very concerned that Carly, too, convert, and eventually she, too, converted. There's one other thing in Vicki Ward's book, Kushner, Inc., that I want to ask you about. Jared and Ivanka and the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes, the Dunning-Kruger effect has such a fancy name, and it's a, a study that was done. It describes a psychological phenomenon which leads incompetent people to overestimate their ability because they can't grasp just how much they don't know. And, of course, when you grow up in the kind of bubble that both Ivanka and Jared grew up in, you you can't know how much you don't know. There's this great scene in the uh, Vicki Ward book where Ivanka is certain that liberal and libertarian mean the same thing, and that although she's at a table of older people who know perfectly well what the two words mean and who define them for her, she insists that they mean the same thing, and she says that she'll take their advice. You know, she'll look it up maybe under the under advisement. But it's true that that Jared famously is always telling people in the real estate business that he could do their job better than they can, that he knows more than they know, that if he were doing their job, it would be done well. He, like his father-in-law, loves to fire people if they don't seem to be promoting his family well enough. And there's something also that Vicki Ward talks about in the book called the reality distortion field. So that this um, Dunning-Kruger effect can be kind of used by by Jared and Ivanka because they're charming, because they're good looking, uh, because they can, as Vicki Ward says, imitate a sense of humor. <laughs> they have so much power and money that wherever they go, they distort the field of reality. They make people believe things that aren't true are true. And they just, they bring their own gravity with them wherever they go. Jared and Ivanka, incompetent people who overestimate their ability because they can't grasp how much they don't know. Amy Willens, thanks for coming in today. Thanks very much, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 